Hey everybody and welcome back to the Off The Key Podcast. I'm your host Mac and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, James. Hello. And Garrett. Hello. Bopped with a mix-up. <laughs> I know, I was like, we should have we switched spots there. <laughs> you, did a, you did a reverse on us. What kind of Freaky Friday uh, BS is this? The old switcheroo. Hit y'all with the Street Fighter 4 option select. Mm. Got him. Anyway, uh, and today we are talking about the fifth studio album from rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, Lil Yachty. Little Boat. Yes, Mr. Miles Parks McCollum, a.k.a. Lil Yachty, a.k.a. Little Boat, a.k.a. Michigan Boat Boy. Let me just preface this by saying, if you're a Little Yachty hater... Or if you didn't really care for his music, whatever has held you back from enjoying Little Boat, he has evolved, and this is his best album, and it's not particularly close. Well, it's some, I mean, Little Boat Tape was pretty good, but uh, it's. I, I think it's his best album. I yes, agree. it's easily his best album, and we're about to tell you why. So, let's start here. His fifth studio album is a complete and utter departure from his previous sound. Now, if you've been paying attention to rap over the past, you know, 10, 15 years, you'll probably remember in the early to mid 2010s, the SoundCloud rap boom, the quote unquote mumble rap era, which I do think mumble rap is a bit of a reductive way of explaining the genre. I do think it is basically a pejorative. So I'm going to refer to it more as the SoundCloud rap era because that makes more sense. It kind of umbrellas all of the internet rappers that got famous and went on to be superstars during that time. I mean, you got to go look at guys like ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert, you know, Lil Yachty, 21 Savage. Like a lot of these guys got big off of platforms like SoundCloud, you know, Lil Pump even. And while there is some fair criticisms of the SoundCloud rap genre, you know, you could say it's vapid. You could say it's not very creative. And a lot of the guys in that lane aren't talented or can't rap, but the way I see it is it's kind of a, it, it's a different MO. It's a different generation. It's a different idea. And it has a different motivation as it would to, you know, some lyrical stuff. I know, I remember when SoundCloud rap got big in like the mid 2010s. We had a lot of dissenters, a lot of detractors. And honestly, I was kind of one of them. Honestly, like I, I didn't really care for the sound. But I don't want to come on here and say like SoundCloud rap doesn't have its place. It doesn't have its any, any validity because there were some creative artists that came out during that time. You had guys like, you know, Young Thug. I mean, even Future. Like, a lot of Future's early albums were kind of the early stages of the SoundCloud rap sound, the Momo rap sound. And Liliani, I thought, was one of the more distinctive voices in that SoundCloud rap bubble, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because Liliani, the way he set himself apart, he was... He had an overall, like, goofy optimism... And he's a very strange guy, and it translated to his music. He had this kind of sunny, bouncy, self-described bubblegum trap sound over very melodic, upbeat, and kind of sugary trap beats. And I thought he was a more one of the more distinguishable voices in that SoundCloud rap sphere and bubble. And this is why Broccoli worked so well and became such a big smash hit, because it's so, it's so upbeat sunny, and you know. sunny and almost cartoonishly happy-go-lucky and it worked for him it really did it set him apart from that era and he was consistent with it so he didn't really become a meme i feel like that's 
what gave the SoundCloud rappers, some of them, such a a bad reputation is that a lot of them were almost they were they were clout rappers. Yeah, there were they, a lot of clout rappers, meme rappers that were coming out at the time. Yeah, I mean, they honestly, were taken like a joke, like they should have been. They flamed out. They were bad, and it kind of overshadowed some of the the actually good stuff. Little Yachty has managed to keep up this disposition, this style of writing, and he never really seemed to be like a clout chaser. Yeah, I guess you'd it, say it. It seemed like he really did care about his music, but yeah. he did take it in some directions that I thought were not good. Like his uh his debut studio album, Teenage Emotions, man, that was that was bad. That was really bad. And it's honestly because he tried to step away from the sound that he got big on from, you know, the Summer Songs EP and the uh Little Boat mixtape. And he tried to do this more lyrical rapper, that triplet flow style, and it just didn't work. As much as I I'm singing the praises of Yachty right now. I do think one of his weak points, major weak points throughout his discography was his songwriting ability. Yeah, he's had some very whack bars over his career. Some of the more infamous ones, My Bitches Come in Pairs, like Balls in My Nutsack, from uh, the 2016 hit I Spy with Kyle, Gem of a Line, or uh, one from Teenage Emotions. I don't remember the exact line, but it's like, my new bitch yellow, she blow my dick like a cello. A cello, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, blow it like a cello. And when he tried to explain it away <laughs> and justify it, it was so funny, dude. It was like, he said, I was like, yeah, that's what Squidward plays, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's had, uh, what I'm saying is he's had some dumb moments, but I've never really thought Lil Yachty was clout chaser or a, a meme rapper. I did think he had a weird gimmick, but he set himself apart. He has good ideas, but he's not a very articulate person, and sometimes this shows. And another stylistic choice that I think really set him back is that he tried to do the mumble triplet flow, but he would mess it up. Some songs he would just start off with his usual bumbly rap singing kind of style, and then he would immediately transition in a very herky-jerky kind of way into, into just very like mumbling out some triplets, and it was, it was just it was jarring. It was like he was stumbling over the flow. Yeah, it was like he had very big... I mean, as much as we criticize the songwriting, I think that his his flow was could be just as bad at times, especially over, like, features, where oh, yeah. it, fit, it seems like he was a square peg being fit in a different-shaped hole of the song. In the last previous two to three years, he has been like a skip when it comes to that feature. I'm like, okay, just skip to the next feature or the next part of the song. I had not cared about what he contributed to I mean, those songs at all. I mean, it, it demonstrates a lack of knowledge and preparation in terms of music theory in general. Not even like a complicated concept of music theory. It's just rhythm, which is something that as a rapper, rhythm is probably one of the most important things. <laughs> Which was an odd thing because, you know, in his early stuff, like, he had good flow. He actually had a pretty good and, like, infectious flow. And that's why it was really weird to see his the quality of his music just kind of drop over the years. You know, I thought Little Boat 2 was fine. There were a couple of good songs on a tape here or there. But the quality of his music has not been great up until this point. So, in a way, I think Let's Start Here is kind of a reinvention Mm -hmm. For Lil Yachty, it's kind of him saying, like, 
I'm maturing, you know, I'm, I'm stepping away from what I've been doing and I'm trying something new in a different lane. And I, I actually think it works well. It's successful. Yes. My God, yes. is it successful? <laughs> yeah. It was actually a very surprising pleasure. Yeah. I it went is. in, I walked into this album with bottom of the barrel, flat on the floor expectations. And I was very pleasantly surprised. We were thinking that this, or at least I was thinking, this could be a career killer. This could be a nail in the coffin. If this is, if it's as bad as his last like yeah, album Michigan or Boat two, Boy or yeah, Boat Three, like he's gonna start falling off. He's gonna start being relegated mm-hmm. to the know, dust pit. Yeah, but no, this is a very pleasant surprise. We yeah. talk a lot about changes and drastic style changes that either go too far or don't miss the mark or what have you. But this, this was very knowledgeable. It was very thought out. Yeah, and, it was tasteful. And it was, yes, it was very, and it was a very tasteful transition. And I will say, I'm honestly not surprised that he hopped on this style. It, it was a pleasant surprise, the quality of it, but Yachty's always had an affinity for very like poppy, melodic vocals and his his voice, he has a very unique voice. He has a bizarre voice, if you ask me. And him hopping on some more ethereal, psychedelic production makes sense. I mean, he even appeared on a Tame Impala remix. And I actually thought that was a great song. So I'm not totally surprised that he's moved to the sound. And I wouldn't call this album terribly original. That was the point I was going to bring up, which, and again, like you've said before, you don't have to be original to be good. I think we've all said that yeah, at, and I, at least I, one point, but it definitely sounds like my man binged from some dark side in the wall and made, and some and and, and made a record. And I don't want to reduce it to that. No. I think Yachty distinguishes himself enough on this album to make it his own. No, agreed. And there is a lot of soul infusion on this album, yeah. a, lot, a lot of R&B fusion, and I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. And I suppose I should clarify it's, it's heavily influenced by all these things. Yeah, and you definitely get that from the first track, yeah. Black Seminole. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, man, did this guy listen to Dark Side or something? But no, it's it's a good song. I think it's a really good song. I think it's a great opener. I like the guitar solo. I will... So I w- did want to break this up, James. I know I brought this up with you. I think this album is produced really well. But for some reason, the drums sound kind of bad. Yeah, and that's the big thing that annoyed me about, especially the first track. Everything sounded pretty good except for those drums. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. They've got so much of this weird reverb on it, along with compression, and they're heavily quantized. I mean, that fast drum fill towards the end just sounds like shit. That's why it's, I prefer the later drums like that, the slow, like that Tame Impala reverb yeah. style drumming than I do the little bit more, you know, the quicker. It, Kind of pop be yeah. It sounded like he two. was. It sounded like he was trying to get that arena rock drum sound of Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. But if you're going to do that, just get a drummer in there and have him play it and just record it raw. Maybe put a slight bit of reverb on it. Don't overthink it, dude. Yeah, and that was. I mean, I like Black Seminole. I think it's a great song. I thought the concept was cool. He was kind of comparing himself to the Black Seminole slaves that teamed up with like native americans and um i like the song overall but the drums were a glaring issue yeah now that definitely. was one thing that I was like this this sounds bad like the drums do sound bad but it's a good song i also would have and this is a personal thing and i know you guys disagree a bit but i 
personally would have preferred him to not use the autotune in his vocals on this song either. I think it would have fit the sound of the that he was going for with the song better if he had just sang like he does later on in the album. I think his voice would fit really well with the sound of the song. And I'm surprised how much I like his voice on this style. Like I was kind of saying earlier, the weird warbly vibrato he's doing with his borderline it's kind of hard to describe his voice. I don't know how to describe it, but like the weird wobbly like vocals he's doing, I actually think fit really well on the psychedelic production. To me, this level of like surrealness, honestly, to me, he sounds, he kind of sounds like Roger Waters in some ways. It's more of a deeper Roger Waters sound, more of a fatter sound, but it's that same kind of slightly off pitch, but very emotional singing. And I enjoyed it. And like I said, that would have been perfect on Black Seminole, and I just don't know why he auto-tuned it. No, I think that he, his experimentation with his vocals, not just of auto-tuning, but also the the warbly pitch shifting that he's doing, on, you know, he did on his single like Poland and that he does on several tracks of this album, I think he needs to take that a step above. I think he needs, he's kind of using it almost, almost like an instrument. Almost like a guitar solo, almost like Eddie Van Halen, how they experimented with sounds with their guitars and stuff. I feel like we have kind of been getting tastes of that throughout the album. He's just singing a line, and he's like pitch shifting and warbling in different ways. He's not really singing anything, but he's just like making the sound. I wish he would do more with that. I wish he would experiment because people loved it when he did it on Poland and people loved it, what he's done so far. I'm like, take that. I'm like, make that your instrument, put your more of your creative touch on it. And I think if you go do all that more kind of experimenting, it'll pay off because the, the, what he's done with it so far has worked. I I was surprised that I liked the vocals as much as I did on this album. I do think there are a couple of spots where it was eh, not great. Actually on ride the ride, the next track, I actually think that's where his vocals could use some work, although Tizo Touchdown, I actually really, really like the way he approached that song. Like, his delivery being really frantic. He just sounds panicked. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's the album started to lose me a little bit after that song. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like the instrumental on Running Out of Time a lot. You're capping. I think you're big capping. I think the middle part of the album is the best part. I think it's this, the end, dude. I think that, like, last... Like, once we well, get past We Saw the Sun... It's just banger after banger after banger after yeah, banger. Yeah, it starts in the middle. The end is awesome. Here, but the beginning, me... I'm just like, sleep. Yeah, I will, so will say, I'll say the later half, like, drive me crazy to the end. Oh, that's, yeah, dude, drive me crazy. That's more of, that's more of the later half of the middle to the end, but yeah. I, I was kind of, they, it was all kind of jumbling together, but yeah, that, like, later half of the middle to the the, the side B, essentially. Yeah, side B was incredible. And I will say, I will say, this album flows so seamlessly. It actually, as an album listening experience, they did a fantastic job here. Every track flows perfectly into the next one. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's, it's I mean, this is a long album. It's, an, it's about an hour, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it. The only issue with the pacing is the aforementioned beginning. The, it starts off a little slow. Yeah, it starts off a little slow, but it picks up. Once you hit that second half, you know, we saw the sun drive me crazy. I've officially lost vision. Like I was hooked, honestly. To step back a little bit, I did not like pretty. And it was mainly the vocals for me. It wasn't so much the performances, it was the delivery. 
that I didn't like. Like I feel pretty. Like I, yeah. I just I didn't like the hook. That's the no. worst part of Yanni's vocals when he does that. Like, and the thing is, it's even worse when he does it without without anything on his. When he just does it like with his raw vocals. Oh the lord. Yeah, and I I did like Justine Sky on that track. Yeah. Oh, all the features here are crisp. Yeah, they mm. they all did great jobs. I like that he got a lot of the more alternative R&B and soul guys on this. And and we haven't even mentioned some of the production and songwriting credits on this album. They're kind of wild. Like Mac DeMarco. Mac DeMarco, Alex Bay. G, Magdalena Bay, keyboardist from MGMT, I can't remember his name right now, all did work on this album, and they did a great job. Yachty did an excellent job of finding the right people to capture the sound he wants. But yeah, incredible production features, incredible vocal features. Solid throughout. Yeah, and I will say the songwriting is still not, like, the strongest. There are some good moments. There are actually some very good and mature moments. Like, there was um, Say Something. I really like that song and the concept behind it. It's it's a little manipulative, honestly. It it paints Yachty in, like, a little bit of a bad light because he wants the girl to express his feelings for him before he says anything. Very vulnerable, for sure. That was not something I was expecting, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and, you know, the failure interlude, it's, it's a little corny. Yeah, I did not like that. It's a little corny, but I, I do think it gives you a snapshot into Lil Yachty's headspace on this album. But then again, it's kind of how he is. You know, he's so upbeat. He's very good. In almost kind of like a corny, dumb way. If I lose one finger, I can just think, you know, i still got nine more. It's an optimist mindset. I hesitate to call that kind of mindset corny. I mean, I know it's the popular thing now, like, to be a cynic, but... Everybody's sad and depressed. Yeah, I think we need a little more optimism, so... I was okay with it, but I, I understand why someone would think it's corny. I like Yachty's optimism. That is the one thing that I think has set him apart from a lot of the other, you know, SoundCloud rappers of that time, of the 2010s, you know, late 2010s, mid-2010s, was his optimism, his goofy likability... And some of that does come through on this album, but it's more of a mature and vulnerable optimism. I really do like the evolution of Yachty as a songwriter here, and I I still think it needs some work. There are some lines. I do think the album is a little more style over substance. It is a big step in the right direction, and I fully applaud him. Our criticisms on this album are going to sound weighty and at sometimes maybe mean-spirited coming from his previous body of work, but this is... One of the most positive steps in the right direction that I've seen an artist take, and we I don't think we could really say enough how much of a, just a 180 this is, not only from the effort standpoint, but from his actual output, as well as this. It's not just the style change, but it's actually... The quality of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, qual- it's the quality. It's a, it's a songwriting step in the right direction. A lot of just the weird put together herky jerky rap flow wise that he's done has is out the window another big thing for me with the production wise for this album there's i love the addition of all the different layers in a lot of the songs a lot of the songs add a range of sound and dynamics that i've really really enjoyed especially on the last track with the strings man dude at the end reach the sunshine yeah beautiful Beautiful, closer beautiful so dynamic so emotional I didn't get it first, but in the lyrics and the opening vocal melody to reach the sunshine, it is actually, it mirrors Pyramid Song from Radiohead. In fact, there are several other tracks, whether it just be the bass line and drums that remind me of Tame Impala songs, 
to the layers and the drum tracks that remind me of some songs from like Odelay era and like Sea Change era Beck. There's a lot of good influences here. They're done very well. They don't really seem cheap. They're tasteful. They're very tasteful. He's done his homework. And I will say, I this might be an odd take for you guys, but I do think he kind of played it a little too safe on this. I honestly wish he would have taken it a step further in some of the experimentation. Here's what keeps me from saying that, that I think that this is a good step and that she, he should not have gone too far because if he puts more rap into it, we could we could see what he's done previously. It might not have sounded great. Also, if he did experiment with his vocal stuff more, then it could be a step in the wrong direction. Like what I think well, I mean, about even, that last I mean, Alex G even album. Even more on like the instrumental side. Actually, I do think he kind of played it safe a little bit on the instrumental side. I know it was a big risk for him to change genres, but in the future, I would like to see him step further. What would you have him do? Like this is the crazier psychedelic side of it and infuse that with more soul and R and B. You know, make these like really I, I could see Yachty making some really crazy, like trippy stuff. Cause I, I don't know if you saw the uh the, the the teaser video for um for this album. It's called the Department of Mental Tranquility or something like that. That was trippy as fuck. If he went in that direction, I could see some really interesting stuff blossoming from this album. Yeah. So was the album cover. The yeah, album cover is absolutely disturbing. It's very unsettling. And I I'm pretty sure if I had to guess, it's probably one of those like AI generated. Oh, it was a, it images. was a, it yeah. was AI generated. I think if he went in that weirder, like crazy, surreal direction, that he could make some really interesting stuff. I'm not saying what we got was bad or like too boring or anything. I'm just saying I, I kind of, I really want him to go further. <laughs> yeah, and maybe he'll do that on the next project. I think this was fine for now. And we've talked about this before when artists try to go in a different direction. You don't want to push it too far. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and a lot this, of artists make that mistake. This is more of a, I can't wait what's, for what's next. Right. Kind of criticism, I guess. I, I do think he did play it kind of safe, but it's good. The second half of this album, I'm feeling like that SpongeBob meme where he's got the headphones in and just floating. How did you guys feel about We Saw the Sun? It's good. It's not my favorite track on that. Like, my top three are Drive Me Crazy, Should I Be... And honestly, that last three tracks. The last three track run was incredible. Like, boy. Like, should I be? And The Alchemist, that's like my favorite non, like, kind of rap S delivery that he has. That's his best. Yeah, he even gets, he gets a little shouty on it. You yeah. Know, like, so cool. <laughs> like, should I be? I love that hook. I love the instrumentals. Very, very tame and Paulo. Yeah. In the instrumental on Should I Be. Uh, I love that song. Uh, I love how it just kind of like, zooms in after paint the sky and i really like the hook on paint the sky but yeah drive me crazy i'd say it's probably the most r&b song on the album yeah Yeah. easily but um i was gonna say drive me crazy and reach the sunshine are are my favorite tracks drive me crazy has that 70s r&b vibe to it but yeah diana gordon she appeared on several tracks she was on the first one she did like Mm -hmm. the vocals at the end she did the vocals for drive me crazy the next song Great performance. I, I love her verse. I love the emotion and the passion in her voice on Drive Me Crazy. Very soulful. And beautiful, really. And I thought Yachty did a great job on the back end of that song, too. He was he was channeling some, like, Sly and the Family Stone and a bunch of other great 70s R&B guys. It just had a really nice, smooth sound, and I loved it. The bass tone goes crazy on yeah. this album. It sounds so good. Oh, Very fat. Lord. Very oh. fat. Thick with two C's. Yeah. 
and I love the following track. I officially lost vision. That is probably my favorite song in the album besides uh, Should I Be and Drive Me Crazy. I just thought it was a great psych rock song, probably the heaviest song on the album. And I thought it was a nice change. I just really like how much variety there was. It's variety, blending multiple styles and influences together under the same under the same banner. This does it well. And then like you have albums that feel like more of like a hodgepodge. Like when we talked about the Rena Sawayama album, it, it was more it had a lot of influences, but didn't blend them under in the pot as well. It was honestly still, even the Ava Max album. Yeah. Like it was chunky. It was a chunky soup. Whereas this one, it has more of a plan. It feels like a full album experience. When you hit that last three track run, it feels like you're watching the climax to this psychedelic experience. You know, you're you're experiencing what's happening. I just, I just thought that was fantastic. It 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 really hit the notes it was supposed to. It just feels into place. My only thing is that sometimes Little Yali feels very small on the tracks. Sometimes he just doesn't feel loud enough, and other or, times or like, it feels like there's not enough of him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that. There are some points where I was like, man, I, there needs to be more of him here. He needs to really delve into playing with these these vocal effects and almost kind of using it like an instrument, like he has been, like doing more of that. Maybe, maybe even like vocal solos, like better, harder, faster, and like the, some of the stuff that Daft Punk did, maybe doing some stuff like that. I would enjoy that. I've enjoyed what he's done so far. Poland, like or hate it, that effect was pretty cool. You know, even though it sounded like someone, like a child yelling into a ceiling fan, it's cool. It's interesting. <laughs> it's it's neat. I, I have been singing the praise of this album. There are some criticisms. You know, I think what we've talked about so far, some of the production issues, Gotti's songwriting could use some work. Ultimately, I think this album is a step in the right direction. Agreed. Like I'm, I'm coming away from this experience very positive. Overall, I think this album was an absolute dub, fat dub. Yeah, same here. I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I, I would venture to say probably more pleasantly surprised than either of you, because I mean, like you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of the SoundCloud rap era, and which I mean, I understand. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> When you guys brought up this Lil Yachty album, I was like, oh, shit. Once I listened to it, I was like, damn, this is actually pretty good. Well, now, we might be right there on the boat with you because we are more intimately familiar with what Lil Yachty has done previously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And we have more of an expectation. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. True. When I saw it on the docket of albums that were going to get released early 2023. Yeah, like Q1. I thought this was going to be... A certified stinker. I was kind of, you know, rubbing my hands together. I'm like, oh man, we can we can go off. We can roast it. We can have some fun. Have some nice quality clickbait content while we just burn this house to the ground. While we burn the boat down. And we we, we did that with Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was the complete opposite. And you know, while I love to dookie on things, just like the next guy, sometimes some inspirational. Stories are are what you need, and this was this is a nice start to 2023, I think. Yeah, we need a little optimism. Of all the people, it was, of course, Lil Yachty that brought it to us. Yeah, January's been a really slow month, and I think that was a great way to kick it off, honestly. I feel like Let's Start Here was the first really big album of this year. I'm walking away positive, man. I mean, I, I don't really have much else to say about it. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say? You want to get into the final review? Yeah, sure. So, Let's Start Here... I think this is Lil Yachty's 
evolution. I think this is the point in his artistic career where he is maturing and changing it as an artist. Now, it's a shame that he felt like he had to make this record for people to take him seriously because, you know, despite the varying quality of his music, I do think Yachty is a, a distinctive artist. I'm really glad that the departure he took from the style turned out the way it did. I think this is a great style switch up. I think it's a great evolution, and I think he could take it even further. Now, overall, I think this is a fantastic listening experience. There are some strange issues. You know, I don't think Liliati's songwriting is the best, but it is definitely a step in the right direction, and I'm going to be looking out for what he's doing in the future. I think the second half of this album is amazing. You know, the B-side, the the way it closes out, the journey it takes you through is great. And I think this is a fantastic psychedelic rock and pop experience. You know, and I love the soul flavors that you get throughout it. And Yanni's vocals honestly kind of work on this album. Yeah, I'm going to have to give this thing an 8 out of 10. I think it was great. Yeah, Mac, I completely agree with pretty much everything you said. The only thing I want to see next time is he front loads the album a bit better. I want I want to see an album start off strong for him and not lose any power. If he could give me that, then I could give him an eight or higher. So while it's not that much lower for me, it's a 7.5 out of 10. Still thoroughly enjoyed the experience. Great production. Decent songwriting. Just a few little things here and there to improve, and you can you can get to eight levels or higher for me. I'm going to say eight. I agree with both of you, but I also want to say that he could, along with his vocal experimentation, I would also like to see him bring some more of his really old-school style rap back. Make it a little bit more original. Don't try to just be pigeonholed into the triplet flow. I know that he was really influenced by his contemporaries in trying to do that and that's why he changed it up and he kind of tried to experiment with his flow and it didn't work out i really liked his aggressive delivery on things like the alchemist and i think that if he wanted to experiment with that as well and bring that back into a little bit of the foreground with this background musical style i would really like even if he wanted to go in a completely different direction like maybe he wanted to make something more rock oriented or he might wanted to make something more aggressive or maybe more funk and R&B, if he is as thorough with that, with that different direction as he is with this one, I will be welcome to it. I think that he now, if he goes about it like he did with this one, I honestly think that the the world is his figurative oyster. I think he can do whatever he wants. You know, if he calls in the right people, gets the right features, thinks about it, keeps it in, in the oven, and really, really cares about it like he did this one i think he can do whatever he wants that's why i'm gonna give him an eight i look forward to what comes and i really hope that he arrives this wave and i hope that let's start here is the real beginning for the little yachty story yeah absolutely i i really hope he continues in this direction yeah i completely agreed it's a perfectly named album with that being said guys any final thoughts all good all right well this is off the key podcast and we're out of here and we'll see you for the Paramore episode next week. Get ready. Thanks, guys.
Hey everybody, Mac here, and I just wanted to give a shout out to LaCrembo for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. See you later.